listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. It is New Year's Day. We are looking forward to 2021. Happy New Year, ladies. We made it through 2020 and we're all still here. (laughs) In light of the fact that we have all successfully made it through 2020 and are still here to talk about it, we are, well, assuming that, you know, Jesus doesn't come back between when we're recording this podcast and, uh, when we air it, because that would make for fun I'd radio. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm all of us would be okay with that. <laughs> we are presenting some not New Year's resolutions. We did that last year, and we don't really feel like resolving anything right now. But we are going to give you some wishes for this new year because we've all we've had a year, so we're we're going to present you with some wishes of what we hope will happen this year and. I believe the word is prognostications for yes. the rest of what we're telling you. Hashtag. And I had to look that up to make sure I was <laughs> saying it right. So this is this is our plan for today. Rachel. Yeah, this episode is inspired by two very different facets of the culture around us. The first is Amy Grant's beautiful song, My Grown Up Christmas List, in which she wishes for things not for herself, but for other people, for the whole world, for everyone who needs it. So this is a, a sort of delayed Christmas list, grown-up style from okay, us. It's still, you. Christmas. It's yes. still the Christmas season. It's, yes, it Christmas season still counts. The other inspiration for this is the wonderful radio program, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, that always <laughs> offers predictions and then says, if any of these predictions comes true, we'll tell you about it on... Wait, wait, don't tell me. And we uh, we all laugh at that. So we're going to give you a little bit of both of these things where each of us will share our grown-up Christmas wish list for all of you. And then try our hand at some uh, prognosticating and figure mm. out what <laughs> 2021 can bring that will top 2020. Uh, I shudder to think about it, but here we go. <laughs> Should we all try to say prognosticating or some form of it this episode as a challenge? <laughs> 10 points for each usage. Oh my, are you serious? Because I will. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Brie. Show okay. us how it's done. Good to know. You're up first. Oh, I am. Oh, that's what you meant. I was. I thought you were talking about my competitive spirit and the use of prognostications market. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> 10 points for Brie. <laughs> 20. 20. Okay, so this year, I think, has been particularly hard on our church workers. Like, I'm Mm. not going to lie. Obviously, there's been plenty of strife and uncertainty and economic downfall and just gross and ugly things that have happened to all of us. You know, mask wearing and not being able to hug people or visit family or whatever. Like, I get it. Unfortunately, I have heard too many stories this year of that being taken out on our beloved servants of God in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. So my first wish for the world today is that the people in the pews lay leaders, church council members, all of us who don't really know the rigors of ministry to such a degree have a greater measure of empathy 
for our church workers who, on top of all the things that we're struggling with as just people, they have to sort of mitigate all of the nuances and people's opinions about the virus and how we should be dealing with, you know, worship in person versus streaming, which they are still reckoning with right now that, you know, they, they still go about their days and they, they treat their people with understanding and know that there's grace and forgiveness and that we as, as, as lay, lay people are just mindful of that and that we treat them with the same kind of empathy and grace because they're going through a tough time as well. On the other hand, my wish for our rostered workers is to stay grounded and mindful of the calling to which they were called. I have heard stories this year of, you know, pastors not appearing to be the most patient and understanding of people. I'm sure that that's not really unique to 2020. So I would just pray that the people who are called to to serve others through the holy ministry remember that they are the shepherds of God's sheep until Christ returns despite all of the expectations that are heaped upon them some of some of which are maybe unfair or are not in the call documents whatever the case <laughs> <laughs> so just maybe empathy and understanding and grace and forgiveness in the church as a whole split into two wishes. Number three is sort of a callback to our body positivity episode back in May. I'm really glad that that resonated with a lot of people. We got a a lot of very positive feedback about that episode. A lot of reframing how we think about, you know, the foods we eat and the activities and exercise that we do. So I pray for a sustained and continuing of how like reframing how we think about how we take care of our bodies, that the flaws that we might have physically don't nullify the goodness of God's creation. And that we still, because we are God's good work, that we still take care of ourselves in ways that, that maintain. So, you know, don't hate on yourself for eating the donut at the office birthday party. But also, you know, maybe put some little broccoli florets on the side there to just balance it out. Oh, I thought Um, you were going to say put some broccoli florets on the donut. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) there is broccoli pizza and believe it or not, it's delicious. So if nothing else, like just eat some broccoli pizza. It's fine. Trust. Just trust me on that. I know pizza. Okay. I believe you. I mean, if you want to put the broccoli on the donut, that's I'm not going to judge your plate, but like I, I wouldn't recommend it. You need it. <laughs> well, thank you for this Don't wish. I really needed to hear this at the end of the holiday season because there's a <laughs> lot of body hating that happens that first week yeah. of January as you survey the damage and go, oh, that was a lot of cookies. <laughs> like, here's the thing. It's like think of... All of the deliciousness, especially if you made it with your own two hands, like fantastic. You are a skilled person who makes delicious food and shares it with others. Like, don't hate on yourself for that ability. Cherish, cherish the time you had with it, I guess, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but then like know that every day is a new day and you can you can just you can balance it out. And in the long run, it's gonna you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. 
And then I'm going to be talking about this a lot, probably in the first half of the year. This is we're Matt is in his the second moving into the second half of his second semester at the seminary. So at the end of April, we get to find out where we're going on Vicarage, which could be anywhere. It does. I'm open to anywhere. It, it, it is what it is. I'm kind of just along for the ride. So my wish for, for myself especially is that we remember God's eternal faithfulness and where we end up is, is for his purpose and it's good. And when we are met with trials and temptations and the unknown, that we remember God's faithfulness and that he is always good and he's always working for our good. And so I actually want to share this this prayer as we talk about rem- looking, recalling God's faithfulness. And this is the prayer of good courage. I don't, Sarah, I might look to you on the origins of that. I feel like we sang that in Scola Cantorum. I know you, I don't think you were in that, but we ended up seeing that as an arrangement. And I thought maybe it was like in the LSB. I don't. It's not an LSB. I remember singing it first in high school, actually, like at okay. our graduation. It's a pretty common choral thing for like departing like it's in the lutheran book of prayer okay Uh, it shows up all over the place in the yeah yeah i've seen it referred to as the lutheran prayer of good courage and i think Mm -hmm. this year that prayer has been especially powerful but even so as we move into 2021 whether it's better or worse um (laughs) that we keep this prayer in our back pocket and it says Lord God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, by paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. That is like the most comforting prayer in the existence of the world. And honestly, I feel like it's a hundred times better than the serenity prayer. Don't at me. I just think this one's better. I'm sorry. No offense. I I agree with you. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) My final wish for all of you actually for the world is the release of a Brianne Gerzewski biopic. Yes. Starring, starring, it gets better guys. The (laughs) indomitable, K Wolf yes. of LWML fame as me, Brianne Grzewski. I will not be taking further questions at this time, but that's my wish for the for the entire world, if nothing else. I love it. Anything's possible. Hey, if you are interested, please give me a call. <laughs> Even if you're not interested, she'd love a call. Uh yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> In closing, here's my silly little New Year's prediction, tongue-in-cheek. This this is more for me and, and my family, not society as a whole. I have joked about this at length, ad nauseum even, <laughs> with Glenn Nielsen, the director of placement at Concordia Seminary St. Louis. But I feel like if I speak it into existence, we are that much more like likely for for this to happen like i'm this is me (laughs) verbally manifesting it my prediction for 2021 is that my husband matt will be assigned as a vicar 
to minister and serve the guests, visitors, and staff at Walt Disney World. <laughs> operating out of Shepherd of the Castle Lutheran Church on the park grounds, which is basically a Lutheran church that we would put inside Cinderella's castle. Well, he's helping to plant the church as well as part of his vicarage. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Nice. You know, church planting is a great thing to have under no your more. belt before you get out there. Uh, well, Disney you know, World chaplaincy. I have I have long said they send aircraft carriers out with chaplains. Why not cruise ships? People on cruise right? ships need the Lord sometimes more than people on aircraft carriers. Probably. <laughs> I've been on a cruise and it's obscene. It's a so, cesspool. It's a den of iniquity. I think cruise ship chaplaincy <laughs> is definitely something we should begin working toward. Hmm. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> That would be great too. Except yeah. not until everyone has a COVID vaccine. Yeah, please. We don't need to be doing cruise funerals. Like that's not why we want the chaplain. But if you have to do a funeral, you really want a chaplain. Yeah, that is that is true. An LCMS chaplain. An LCMS pastors, mm-hmm. they do the funerals right. Yeah. Yeah. Got the best funeral. Yes, ma'am. That's all I got in terms of prognostication market. And I'm going to hand this off to Sarah to see what you have for us for 2021. All right. I've got my list in front of me. My first wish for 2021. There's been a lot of movement, I don't know, in the last 5, 10, 20 years. All of these pro-life rallies and events and really talking more about what it means to actually be pro-life and to actually live out what we talk about when we say we're pro-life. And for this wish, I am specifically talking about moms who are unexpectedly pregnant. Pro-life is the full expanse of the human life, especially if you talk to Deaconess Tiffany Maynard, our new LCMS life director, our director of life ministry. It is from birth, from conception to natural death. That is what pro-life is. But this wish is specifically that there would be even more of a culture of life that happens among our women, but across our nation too, and that we would be able to come together as communities and support these women who have unexpected pregnancies and to be those tribes that these women really, really need in order to choose life. Because it's one thing to tell a woman, oh, you're, you, you can do this. You can have a kid. You're capable. And it's another thing completely to actually be that person in the community that rallies around them and supports them and gives them love and babysits the kid and cooks the meals Walks and the walk. walks the walk next to them. So my hope is that we can all come together as these tribes around these uh, women and families who who need that support in order to choose life and in order to do things like adoption, which is not an easy thing to do. It is a, a an honorable thing to do, but it's not easy. So that is my wish that we can support and protect these women and and their babies. Number two, this is very much to do with COVID. (laughs) We've been away from our normal gathering in church for what? Has it been nine months? I keep saying nine months, but then time keeps going by. So are we at 10 months yet? I, I don't even know. Since March. Since March, we have not been able to gather as we normally do. And some places, some places are, are, 
kind of normal because maybe you have a small church, you live in a small community, nothing has really changed all that much for you. But other places in other states, you know, they can only worship outside. They haven't been able to be in their church building since March. And that is a really hard thing. We are we are meant to be in community with each other. And we Amen. believe fully that, you know, we receive Christ in the sacraments. And to do that is to actually be in church together. So my hope for 2021 is that we can gather as the body of Christ around the sacrament of the altar without any restrictions. Mm. Because it has been a long, long time since we've been able to do that. And we all need to get back together. Yes, ma'am. My third one, also relating to COVID, is that kiddos can all go back to school, too. I've I've been listening to and reading so many stories about how it's just hard. It is hard for kids to, to have to do virtual learning. It's hard on families. It's hard on teachers. It's It's just hard on everyone. So... My third wish is that, as with churches, our our uh, education communities can also come back together and be in classrooms together. And so kids, I keep saying kids, but this also applies to college students, anybody in education right now, that they would be able to come back together and be in person together to be able to learn. Number four, this has everything to do with hashtag hymn nerd. I want the love of hymnody yeah. to be everywhere without bounds. <laughs> I want everyone to label themselves a hymn nerd and have a list of favorite hymns because it's just wonderful to have favorite hymns and to be able like to just pull them out of your brain and sing a hymn stanza when like word recognition someone says something and you just start singing a hymn because it's it's so deeply ingrained in your brain and it's just fun so i would love it if if we all embraced our church music and our hymns and our hymnal companion and Sing hymns to everybody all the time. Can I give a testimonial right quick? Sure. Before we really started hanging out, I did not give much credence slash consideration to our hymnody. I thought it was a bunch of like just stuffy and highfalutin <laughs> whatever. And now I, I have grown because of your influence as a hashtag hymn nerd. I have grown <laughs> a deep and abiding love for our hymnody. So if I can, if, if you can influence me, the chief of haters of hymnody, <laughs> former, there's hope for the rest of the world. I can, I mean, the possibilities here are endless. I'm picturing, you know, like the St. Olaf choir at the Grammys. Um, yes. <gasps> hashtag hymn nerd. The musical takes over Broadway. What? Top 40 That's- hits, like 10 of them are hymns. Why <laughs> not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Haters, though I be, Sarah has converted me. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright that. Put a TM on that girl. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. The fifth one on my list. This is a bit a bit tongue-in-cheek but it might also be my favorite one my maybe biggest wish for 2021 is that on fat tuesday this year everyone 
will know the magic nature of punch keys. Done. And there you go. Like, of all the ones we're going to share today, this is the one that has the greatest chance of actually happening, I think. <laughs> if you don't know, punch keys are these amazing, doughy, jelly slash custard, because I'm still on team custard, filled mm-hmm. confections that are like a thousand calories, which is why you only get them on Fat Tuesday, but it's a Polish tradition. And I grew up with these because there's a a large Polish contingent in Detroit. And so we would sell them in high school on Fat Tuesday. But they are they are magic and everyone should have one. So (laughs) hopefully this year on Fat Tuesday, everyone will get their hands on a real Polish punchki and understand the magical nature of them. So that is where I leave my wishes for 2021. My (laughs) prognostication. And points. 10 points (laughs) is also a bit tongue in cheek because I have a hard time being serious about stuff. (laughs) Girl, I feel it. I thought, you know, I have a really deep love for Canada. I think people know about this, but I grew up near Detroit on the border. So I grew up with a lot of Canadian things. And I was like, you know, we, we, we should show our Canadian sisters in Christ some love this year. America's hat. So... The founding of Lutheran Church Canada, I looked up their history for this one too. This is how nerdy I got over this. <laughs> the founding convention for LCC was actually held in May 1988, which means it was right around my birthday, which oh. means LCC and I are about the same age, which <laughs> makes me really <laughs> unnaturally happy. <laughs> I'm excited for you. I can feel it. <laughs> so in 2021, I predict that we will have a massive Lutheran celebration celebrating our Lutheran brothers and sisters up north with a mega potluck of all things Canada, including, but not limited to, poutine, which if you haven't had it, you need to have it, Tim Horton's coffee and Timbits, because there is nothing better, Labatt Blue or Molson Canadian for our our beer drinking friends, bagged milk. That is a delicacy you only get in Canada. Lobster rolls, butter tarts, and Nanaimo bars, which I had to look this one up. I didn't know about this one. They're no-bake bars with graham wafer crumb and shredded coconut base, custard-flavored butter icing in the middle, and a chocolate ganache on top. Mm. How amazing does that sound? And, and, while we're enjoying this potluck, we will have the inaugural multinational seminary hockey game u.s versus canada with a commemorative toque it'll be classic and amazing (laughs) i had poutine for the first time this year we were up in minnesota for um my father-in-law's burial and i've always been just kind of like poutine kind of sounds like sick i don't know that i'd like it and I had it, and I wish that I had it, like, I could still be eating it, like, three months later. Like, it, it is so good. Yep. Life-changing. Speaking of Tim Hortons, there's actually a Tim Hortons on base. I I don't Virginia. understand this. I don't either, but it's amazing. I'm actually, what is in my coffee cup right at this moment? Oh, no, I drank it all. But it's Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> Too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> <laughs> what's really sad is when when i moved to st louis four years ago there were tim hortons here and then they all left and i was so angry what what is a toque a toque is a hat like oh, a knit, a like knit what hat. kind of a hat 
like a, like a tall hat, like a Russian like a beanie with, with a beanie, yeah, like a beanie. Oh, yeah. with a beanie on, uh, with a, a big pom pom on top. Yeah. So it's really <laughs> funny when they play the the outdoor classic. Uh, hockey games the the goalies a lot of times will have toques over their goalie helmets they're gigantic it's really oh, funny wow. okay <laughs> i like the sound of this you should I make one for a commemorative toque i would like a commemorative toque mm -hmm. i would also actually love an interseminary hockey game of u.s versus canada <laughs> that would be amazing so ecumenic games yes <laughs> <laughs> We need an ILS Olympics, you guys. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. That is brilliant. <laughs> you guys have a really high estimation of Lutheran athletic ability here. <laughs> That's why it would be great. That would be hilarious. But, but we can we can do all the, like, like shuffleboard and bags and that kind of stuff. I mean, if there's cornhole, I'm there. <laughs> exactly. That is all I have for my prognostications market i'm handing it off to aaron <laughs> excellent so for my for my wishes the first one that i have is that we will all get better at being alone in our free time mm -hmm. this is something that i talked with my friend ellie who was on the podcast last year um, and we talked about how, as single people, maybe we are somewhat more skilled at being alone. <laughs> it sounds mm. weird. That or just the two of us are somewhat odd as single people, which is also very possible. But we talked about how it's a skill. It is not one that our culture has valued. And yet, right now, it is a time when that is a good thing. So my wish is that we would all work at it and <laughs> you can, you could actually fill your time very productively, but you do actually have to work at it. And so I'm, I hope everyone will, will be able to, to do more with that. And I think if we get better at it, I think that will actually be a wonderful life skill to carry on even once it's not as urgently needed due to pandemic requirements. It's still a good thing to be able to be good at being alone and, and to be able to, to be content and feel like you're, you know, you're content with what you, whatever it is that you're doing. So getting better at being alone is my first wish. Along those lines, then, my wish is that more people would explore I'm going to call it analog hobbies. Ooh. Things that, like yeah, that. are not involving you need to spend time on your phone or on your computer, streaming, any of that. You know, maybe you do have to do some research with it, but ultimately the hobby itself is, is not taking place digitally. So, for example, this year I did some experiments with... <laughs> <laughs> foraging foraging cool. in the park and in the spring i i foraged for a bunch of wild plums which i then used to make a japanese plum liquor and i just then strained it out this, this last uh week and it turned out great um so yeah. foraging and so next year i was like maybe i'm gonna try and make my own gin 
we've got a bunch of juniper trees in the park as well, which is a mm -hmm. key feature of Din. And so then I was wondering, I wonder if I'd be able to accomplish this between myself and my gardening friend. Would we be able to actually either forage or grow everything that we would use in a gin? That would be pretty awesome. That so foraging, wow. you know, if I lived near the ocean, I would be taking up digging for clams. <laughs> that would be, be entertaining. And then you'd be able to enjoy a delicious clam chowder at the end of your at the end of your work on the ocean shore. You know, maybe macrame if you are someone who enjoys. <laughs> um, yes, you laugh. But I it's could totally bad. see Sarah getting into macrame. I totally love macrame. Sarah. Oh, see, this is I knew, I knew it. I've done it before. Macrame. I bring it back. No. All of the old no. ridiculous hobbies that were popular in the seventies. Now's the time to bring them back. Yes. So macrame. I mean, could be kombucha. I personally am not kombucha lover I don't know why I just have a I just I don't know I don't know what it is but I know that many people enjoy it and that is another area for Rachel loves kombucha I do I am not surprised that Rachel <laughs> loves kombucha. mostly I love the ones that are just very strongly ginger flavored so I think maybe what I really <laughs> love is ginger <laughs> you know you should grow your own ginger and then Ooh. use it and flavor your own kombucha. That would be amazing. I so like I the way you, you to try that. Maybe it's starting a garden. Mm -hmm. there's, there's all sorts of things, and you're not going to be an expert at it right away. And it's okay. That's what a hobby is about. Is about you know being an amateur and getting better at it as you practice it. So I'm going to tell you hobbies. what. Yeah, Aaron, you are the queen of analog hobbies. <laughs> like. <laughs> If I was ever single again, like I would look, I look to you and people like Ellie as like, cause you're right. You guys, I feel like are like top notch. You do, you single very well. Yes. And so if I was ever single again, <laughs> like I want to be you basically, mm -hmm. but like you do, I hear you talk about all, like you make your own clothes and you, you know, you you do all these fun like you forage for plums in the park like you are <laughs> Where did you you're the coolest <laughs> basically. So everybody on this if listening right now, if you do nothing else this year, take a page out of Aaron Alters Queen Aaron's of Analog Hobbies's notebook that she maybe <laughs> made herself Probably. and pick up a hobby. Dang it, or else I will find you. And rebuke you in the name of the Lord. <laughs> I learned how to sail this year. That was amazing. Yeah. Like, it, and it made me analog hobby. It gave me a, a taste for lear learning new things that I'd never known before. New hard things that are fun and full mm -hmm. of full of adventure. And uh, so, yeah, I will be looking for some more things. Probably not macrame. I did that in second grade, and I think I got my fill of it then. <laughs> We're planning on starting a garden, so yay! Yeah. Grow we'll kale. See how that goes. Excellent. These are all noble aspirations. So carry on with them. Keep going. So here's another wish that I have for everyone: layer up and go outside this winter. Yes. It's cold, but outside, if you, you know, there, it is certainly 
a more feasible option if you're wanting to still be able to hang out with people. You can spread out and enjoy some time together. You just need layers. And as my mom reminded me, going outside and being in the middle of God's creation is such a blessing to your mental health. Mm -hmm. So go outside. Yeah, it's cold. It's okay. That's why we have coats and scarves and long underwear. Balaclavas. Whatever. Your your toque put on your toque. And go outside. Go for a walk with a friend. Right now, you know, there's probably still a bunch of Christmas lights up in your neighborhood. So go for a walk when it's dark and enjoy the Christmas lights. Maybe put on a little headlight so that you're, you know, you're well visible as you're walking in the dark. But get outside and enjoy God's creation. It will be a huge blessing to your mental health. God God did it well when he made it. Yes. And he made our earth. Now, Erin, I know you and I share this appreciation, but I cannot say strongly enough how much wool socks have changed my life. <laughs> it's true. Like, this is the, the thing that makes it possible for me to be outside in the winter. So yes. go get yourself some wool socks and get out there. Wool base layer everything. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We we have a saying in the cycling community, and maybe it's outside of the cycling community too. But yeah, I only have bike friends that there is no bad weather, only inappropriate clothing. So <laughs> no excuses. Nice. Just get yourself the right gear, and you can go outside whenever, even if it's ten below. <laughs> Just be careful of ice. Don't break yourself. I'm that using that adage for the rest of my life now. I'm stealing it from the biking community. <laughs> no it's not just the biking communities. No way. Not. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So layer up and get outside. It, you won't. You won't regret it. My next wish is that there would be more singing. This mm. is one of the things uh, similar to Sarah's love of hymnody. One of the things that during the pandemic that I have just noticed and felt the lack of is the singing in my life. My church has has recently started adding in a bit more singing back into our service, but uh, we really have not had much singing at all for for like nine months. And actually, I was thinking about it. It is 10 months. It's just January and February. That's two months, which means it's definitely 10 months that we're looking at right now with with the pandemic. And so it's only in the last month that we've really started bringing in a bit more singing, and I just miss singing. So I, my wish for all of us is that we are able to sing together again and lift up our voices in songs of praise and songs of lament, and just lifting up our voices together is a wonderful thing. So yes, I miss that too. I miss singing I in choirs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. concerts like it's mm. such a hard thing right now and it's yeah. depressing yeah. yeah yeah full agree on that one so along the lines then of that once we can actually gather I uh, my wish is that we would get better at being with people in our free time <laughs> so <laughs> Better at being alone when we are when we are have to be, but also better at being with people. And so, building off of the previous wish for more singing, I encourage. I hope that everyone will take up 
karaoke parties. Once again, we are able to gather together in large social gatherings. Do it at your home. You will not regret it. It is so much fun to do a karaoke party. If you have a weird, like, you're like, oh, karaoke, I hate it. That is because you have only done it American Mm -hmm. style, and that's terrible. Oh. Until you have done an at-home karaoke party with just your friends. So much fun. You get to sing songs that you love. There are no weird strangers. You're not up on a stage. There's no weird smells in the place. You know, <laughs> it's just you and your friends hanging out singing the songs that you loved when you were growing up. It's amazing. Have karaoke parties. I am one of those people that refuses to do karaoke because it's super awkward. I hate being on stage. I hate singing pop songs to horrible music and everyone's off key and it makes my brain go crazy. I hate it. However, <laughs> you might be able to convince me with an at-home karaoke party. That actually we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. Let's do it. So we do karaoke parties in our family, like both with my extended family and just our my my nuclear family. And it has gotten so much easier you used to have to like buy special cds and everything now you just go use your smart tv go to youtube and search song title karaoke and you'll get like four different versions that you can choose from and it's great and you don't have to do everybody's favorite pop songs you can do whatever you want like my husband ken his go-to karaoke number is part of your world from the little mermaid and it's epic (laughs) Yeah, I can that. Do that. I can get my heart. <laughs> um, there are cheap apps you can use for mm-hmm. it so that you don't have to deal with ads or anything like that. So there's all great options. And let me also just say, for those of you who are still in the, you know, you have to hang out alone for a while, karaoke is fun by yourself. You don't actually have to do it with a party of a group of people either. I do karaoke on the regular alone <laughs> at home at night i'm like you know what you. i'm just singing i'm gonna yeah. do some karaoke tonight and so i just have fun singing my songs i mean there's um, it's not like you're gonna be able to sing roses by outcast at church like that's <laughs> happen. it's true there's, there's you know karaoke has its place and singing hymns has its place and sometimes they overlap but not a lot not always uh, so <laughs> Marie also is famed of her love of karaoke. So anyway, let's do some more singing. And once you're able to get together, let's let's do stuff. We're actually doing stuff together. Yeah, watching TV together is okay. But let's also see what we could do to do a better job of being together when we are able to. Amen. Yes. I think we've all had enough Netflix for to last us forever. <laughs> Thank you for challenging us. <laughs> so my prediction. So I talked about kombucha as a potential hobby because I like to try and push myself to think outside of the box. But honestly, kombucha weirds me out. The scoby is, I just find it to be so unnatural and freaky. And so I predict that as people are getting into analog hobbies, we are going to see some terrible things going wrong with scobies. They grow and they get large. And then what are you going to do with them? You you have to feed them all the time. I think we're going to see 
people are already trying to make leather out of them. What happens when it rains and you're wearing this kombucha leather jacket? Is that Kobe <laughs> going to come back alive again while you're wearing it? Gombi. Unclear. <laughs> <laughs> so I predict we are going to see some terrible things happening with all of the kombucha scobies that are going to be out there due to the increase of hobbies as people are still trying to get creative. (laughs) They're going to get together with all the sourdough starters and then there will be a truly, truly a battle for Earth. (laughs) I mean, bacteria is no joke. And it could take over the, I, I was reading about it in preparation for this. And given the right medium, it can reproduce at astonishing rates. So beware. So that's how the world ends. Hmm. Yeah. That's how the world Who ends. Who knew? <laughs> 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 Apocalypse. <laughs> Rachel, oh, what are your wishes? Okay. Well, I have some blessings for some specific groups of people out there, things that I wish for you. And hopefully you will be included in at least one of these categories. My first wish is for all the moms out there. I know that a lot of us have had more um, together time with our close family groups in the last year than we've had in a while and that it's been an embarrassment of riches. And in some cases, you're wondering if you're actually more or less appreciated than you were before all of this. But I hope that you mothers will be appreciated by your young people. So I say to you, may your children rise up and call you blessed every day, just not before 6 a.m. or afternoon, depending on whether you have babies or teenagers. Now, I also have a, a, a big heart for my military people out there, especially those who are, like me, facing uh, deployment situations. So this next, this next blessing slash wish goes out to all the military families who are going through or facing deployment. May you stay close, even when you are far apart from each other. May every email say exactly what you wanted to say. And nothing that you accidentally don't want it to say being read the wrong way. May every package, every care package you send, get where it needs to go before the cookies get stale and not spend like three months sitting in a warehouse in Minnesota before they decide to, you know, get at that last leg of the journey. That's oddly specific. May every phone call because these are precious. They don't happen all the time. May every phone call arrive when you have time to talk and not uh. when you're driving your kids to school. And may it get to you in a place where you actually have good cell coverage so that the whole conversation isn't, are you still there? Did I drop you? <laughs> yeah. oh. so, that's what I want for you is closeness across the distance and it is possible so may you have that goes it. for you too rachel thanks amen sis yeah all the, this very selfish set of wishes actually because i want all of that for me <laughs> i am all of that's them. fine 
<laughs> so the one after this, number three, goes out to my fellow gardeners. Because I don't have time for a whole great slew of analog hobbies. I will not be taking up macrame. And I will probably continue to buy my kombucha <laughs> because I do not trust myself not to start off the kombucha apocalypse. Yes. <laughs> Some things are best left to the experts. But my favorite analog hobby has got to be gardening. So this one goes out to my fellow gardeners. May your veggies be plentiful. Your weeds few. May your tomatoes be flavorful with just that right mix of sweetness and acid that just makes them pop on the BLTs. Mm. May your lettuces be slow to bolt. And if you're a gardener, you know exactly what I mean and why I wish that for you. (laughs) And may all your kale get sweeter with every passing frost because, you know, it wants to do that. And it usually does. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Next wish goes out, just as Breeze did, to my fellow pastor's wives or ministry wives, ministry people. If you are a lady who is a a teacher or a DCE or, or married to one, this is a very simple wish. And that is, may you find true friends wherever life may lead you. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we are so scared to find friends because it makes us vulnerable, but you need those. So... May you yes. find them. Amen. And finally, for all the Lutheran ladies out there, yeah. this one's for the ladies. <laughs> May 2021 present all of you with bountiful opportunities to break out your crackpots, your nine by thirteens, your punch bowls, and of course, your ladles. Yes, yes. ma'am. I'm talking potlucks. May 2021. <laughs> Be full of all the potlucks we missed in 2020 and then some. You're the potluck. You're the potluck. Yes. (laughs) Make it happen. Yes, let's make it happen. So on to my prognostication. There has been some speculation throughout the last year that COVID-19 will have killed the handshake as a form of polite greeting. Because how can you trust someone not to kill you with their squeeze of a hand? (laughs) These people seem to think that something like the fist bump, the head nod, the bow, or some other low contact salute will be the way of the future. Mm. I beg to differ. I predict that when this is all over, when they finally say, okay, people, you can take off your masks and they're just throwing them in the air like confetti or like uh, graduation caps. Uh-huh. <laughs> that there will be a pandemic of hugging that will break out across the land. We'll call it a hugademic. Okay. <laughs> a movement. So powerful. That by the end, by the time all is said and done, the hugging begins to subside just a little bit. That not the fist bump, but the bear hug will replace the handshake as the most commonly accepted and preferred form of polite business greeting. Wow. Go into a job interview. Hi, my name's Rachel. Bear hug. Ooh, that was a nice firm bear hug. I should definitely (laughs) give this one another one. (laughs) There will be so many hugs, you guys. (laughs) I hope you guys are ready because once this pandemic is over and we can start hugging again, I'm hugging each of you until 
our bodies fuse together like it's so hard <laughs> that we're become one person just by like our bodies wow. are gonna become one person but then i'm somehow gonna have to we're gonna have to separate so that i can hug more people so i hope you're in for some like surgical procedures because i'm coming for you and it's gonna be difficult but also great and I do admit that there are some people out there who are genuinely uncomfortable with hugs. And those people will need to like wear a t-shirt or some other indication, just as there are some people who don't like handshakes that will find Maybe. other ways to dodge it and, uh, you know, just smile. And it could be like whatever. a no smoking sign, like the no smoking sign, but instead no it's hugs. people hugging instead of the cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not really that sad that we don't do handshakes anymore because I hate handshakes. It's just, it's weird. <laughs> I am much more of an awkward waver and I do it at everybody all the time, even if I don't actually know people and then it is literally awkward. But I, I love the, yeah, the awkward wave. That's my best. Mm-hmm. But bear hugs. Yes. Bring it. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> normalize bear hugs yeah. so normalize bear hug all of my friends i'm not sure about the job interview but <laughs> yeah the friends that i could that i could get behind well ladies if any of these things happen in the next year <laughs> you can be sure we'll have an episode about it on the lutheran ladies lodge podcast <laughs> But these these are our lists of wishes and blessings and predictions for you ladies. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful, at least a wonderful start to your 2021. Who knows what's going to happen? But like for today, for the next week, I ho- let's make it a great one. We all made it through 2020 and we have another year ahead of us. And so let's take some time to love each other and air hug and awkward wave we want to hear about if you take any of this stuff and actually do it we'd love to hear about it in the lutheran ladies lounge or if you have your own predictions for 2021 that are either actually serious or totally nonsensical (laughs) we'd love to hear them Find us in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge group on Facebook, and you can also find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm a prognostician. Mark it! <laughs> I think that went, that makes me win, too, I by the way. Win. I think it does. And I'm Rachel. Yeah! 40 points! <laughs> Woo! Happy New Year! Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge.